This is squeaky clean Casey King, and you are listening to Wrestling With Entertainment. This is Trouble Free, Brayden Lee, and you're listening to Wrestling With Entertainment. Hey guys, this is Anna Diaz, and you're watching Wrestling With Entertainment. And it is a great day for wrestling, but we are wrestling with Anna Dion. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me, guys. Absolutely. Thank you for coming on, Anna. Of course. I wouldn't miss it for the world. Uh, could you tell us uh, what you got coming up next? Coming up next, tomorrow I will actually be appearing on Ignite for my debut match. And tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon, I will be at CCW Breakout against, um, I believe, a woman named Jessie who has been seen on AEW as of recently. So that should be exciting. Um, other than that, on the side... I have been promoting my organization, We Will Overcome, for epilepsy awareness. And I like to do a lot, a lot of promotion with that since I do live with epilepsy. And you have uh, an event coming up on the 12th, I believe? 12th? Um, I have an event coming up June 12th, yes. It is. It is a fundraiser for for my nonprofit WWO, and it'll actually be a concert, which is different from our other events. But it still should be very exciting. Any uh, musical guests up that you yet? Hello. Hello. Yeah. Sorry, you, you caught off for a second. Any musical guests lined up? Musical guests, actually, my dad's band called the Cat Daddies are going to be playing four, four 30 minute sets for us. So that should be exciting. It sure does. Uh, can you tell, and of course, can you tell us where we can find you on social media and uh, Social media, everything is Miss Anna Diaz. M.S. Anna Diaz, and everything for my organization is WWOFL. I actually don't yet, but I am in the process of making shirts, so please stay tuned for that. Uh, and of course, all of those links uh, for Miss Anna Diaz and her um her um fundraiser will be in uh, the description of the video below, but on YouTube and CastBox. Uh, Alright, uh, you work for CCW and GWA. What are your relationships with those companies? Well, 
I actually started at GWA. Um, Anna, can you hear us? Hello? Yes. Um, I started with GWA, which was where I was in a, a originally trained by Gangrel. And I got a lot of experience there working a lot, a lot of different women. And now, since that organization closed, we moved over to CCW, where they have branched out a lot, going to Nashville, doing shows now even in, uh, in Boca Raton. So it's been an exciting change. And uh, we're being joined by Scooter Gus. Yes, hello, Anna. Pleasure to make your acquaintance. <laughs> you as uh, well. Um, first, uh, just to get this out of the way, two things. One, uh, you have worked with uh, somebody who I uh, trained with up in the uh, NYWC uh, for TCW. Except she was a referee, Lane Rosario. Really? Oh, yeah. Yep. In fact, I even went. I went to high school with her. And uh, years later, when I started training, I didn't even realize it that they were <laughs> the same person. Uh, and second of all, uh, congrats on all the work uh, you've been doing with uh, Epilepsy Florida, and we will overcome. Thank you so much. That means a lot. Now, this may be a bit of a touchy subject, but this is a really personal connection to, to my own history. You have the Serenity Prayer tattooed on your body. Yes, sir, I do. As someone who's been in recovery for 11 years and going, what is the significance of the serenity prayer to you? I absolutely love that question. Um, <laughs> it's one I don't it's one I don't get often enough. Um, to me, when I was in training, my coach and now stepdad Gangrel taught me, he gave me Memorizing the Serenity Prayer as homework. At the time, I was so, I was like, just so afraid of him. So I'm like, okay, let me memorize this. Like, and I went over and over and over again um, on the way to practice, just memorizing it. And actually, the reason he wanted me to do that was, and sorry if I'm out of breath, I'm at the gym. Um, but the reason he wanted me to do that and have it engraved in my brain is because I would struggle with epilepsy a lot and still do to this day. And he was just trying to teach me like, hey, you have to have their serenity to accept the things you cannot change. Epilepsy you cannot change, but you can learn how to deal with it and have the wisdom to know the difference in what you can and cannot change. So that has always stuck with me 100% and I had to get that, I just had to get that on a place that was memorable and that was 
that was very visible for me. I I absolutely love that because for those who are listening that may not know, the Serenity Prayer is primarily associated with the Anon groups. AA, NA, GA, and so forth. And it's their closing statement at every meeting. I can honestly say that that is the first practical use of the Serenity Prayer that I have ever seen. And that is that is absolutely amazing. Thank you. Uh, second, though, and I did a little bit of a spit take. Stepdad? No. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be a story there. Please. I'm sorry. Uh, you you said you went. You said now stepdad Gangrel. Yes. That. I, I assume there's an interesting story there. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I mean, my my parents separated at a very young age. Um, I would, when we walked into the wrestling school first, first time, it was me, my mom, and my dad. And my mom was like, get your ass my dad. Who is this guy? He looks like he's somebody. <laughs> and then he's like, he's like, hey, that's Gangrel. He's like, oh. So they got to know each other a little bit over time. And then after a while, it was like me and my boyfriend now, like, would look at them and be like, do they not know that we know that they're together? Like, because they didn't tell anybody. But literally everybody knew anyway. And then they finally came out with it and here we are almost like six years later they got married a couple months ago <laughs> that that's absolutely great uh and one just one more follow-up on that uh, of and i i completely understand if uh you want to pass on this question but given that uh gangrel spent a lot of uh, his life with the great and talented Luna Bashan. Uh, mm -hmm. Has he shared any bits of wisdom uh, about her career that's influenced you? Um, that's a tough one. Um, he... He will he'll share like stories and experiences that they've gone through, um, and also like he'll he'll go through like there'll be scenarios where like I get frustrated with the business because maybe like I'm not as far ahead as I would like to be, or just my positioning and timing, um, and she she um. From what I know, she, she struggled with a lot of the same demons that I do. We're just getting frustrated, uh, maybe just too hard on herself, and a little bit of depression and anxiety got to her. So in a lot of cases, they've always mentioned to me that we're alike in some ways, 
but very different in others. So. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. James. Hello. Quick on the subject of Gangrel. Um, you actually teamed up with Gangrel against Frankie Burbank and Sophia Castillo. Yeah, oh, that was such a fun match. Come <laughs> about, because we've interviewed, um, you know, students of Gangrel before, and none of them have actually teamed with Gangrel. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, we both, that day, we both went to Aqua's training facility for a seminar, actually, and later that day, they just happened to have a show, and I guess I was just the lucky girl that, <laughs> the lucky student that traveled with him at the time, and then we had, we had Sophia there, and I think they honestly just had an extra guy who they wanted to put in the match. And then they were like, okay, let's throw this together, because I think you guys would tag well together. And it was honestly one of my most fun matches to this day. Like, the match didn't go perfectly, not like everything is planned, but it was just so much fun just to, like, share the ring with him as a partner, and I'm a partner. <laughs> right, it's kind of, you know, student and teacher in that sense. Yeah, and it was super, super fun. Alright. Well, now, you also wrestled um, Camille for the NWA Women's Championship. How did that go yes. and what was that experience like? Um, that wasn't actually too long ago. Um, so, we went up to Nashville, and I was honestly just grateful that I got the opportunity to wrestle in another state because those don't come for me. They don't come so often. They come every every once in a while, which I love. Yeah. Um, and it was honestly a cool experience because she hasn't been wrestling like a lot for the longest of time, but it was it was fascinating to know how much. She already knew and like how well trained she was, and how like also also how well she adopt she adapted to my style being being like a smaller and more grounded individual I'd say like a little little stockier not as not as tall and lean as she is so that was that was fun to go back and forth with. Is there any, like, other special because, you know, it is for maybe one of the more prestigious championships in women's wrestling right now? Yeah, uh, absolutely, I would say. Okay. Uh, Scooter, you have a question. Yes, now, I think one could assume, looking throughout your career, that... Your career could be defined as two phases, and I, I think you might be know uh, you might know where I'm going with this. You had a you had a, I don't want to, it's not not a fortunate procedure, but you had a procedure to relieve an issue um, that resulted 
when you cut in your hair. Now, there's a unspoken theory, the inverse Samson effect, that when a wrestler cuts, when a wrestler cuts their hair, they gain more strength and they change for the better as opposed to the actual Samson who, who cut his hair and lost all his power. <laughs> Would you say that there is a, a somewhat of a distinct difference between when you wrestled with long hair and now? Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> um, at the time when I well, at the time when my hair got, got cut, it was like super traumatic because I didn't know that they didn't tell me they were going to shave my hair. Mm. So, like me waking up like literally buzz cut, like bald, I like, like anybody else would, if they didn't know, I would, I would like freak the F out. So, yeah. um, I mean, at the time, yeah, I, Oh, I hated it so much. I couldn't stand to even, to even like, even like pass a mirror and look at myself. But right now, I could not be happier with where I, where I am right now. Um, even though like the problem with my brain isn't like it isn't one hundred percent fixed. And yeah, the hair is gone. The hair is shorter. It has absolutely made me. 10 times stronger than I was with long hair, with blonde hair, with red hair, with whatever color I had at the time. Um, it, yes, it has made me 100% stronger, and I could not imagine myself with long hair anymore. Like, I, it's, you, de you described it perfectly. It was two different phases, and they're two very different distinct phases, and I love this one so much more. I love that. Absolutely love that. Thank you. There is an extra phase, maybe phase 0 0.1 that I found. Can you tell us about Red Dragon? Can you repeat that? Can you tell us about Red Dragon? Oh my god, I have not heard that name in so long. <laughs> Whoa, um, yeah. <laughs> um, so, Red Dragon is how I started when I was literally 15. That's how old I was when I started wrestling. Um, and at that time I was extremely shy, um, I wouldn't even talk to anybody, not because, like, not because I didn't like them. I was just super, super shy. Um, which meant I really didn't sell. So, there became the mask. I was like, oh, that one looks kind of cool, and it kind of goes, kind of goes with my red hair. So, I was Red Dragon for a while. Um, and that, that honestly helped me a lot with my wrestling, because... It got to a point where I was very comfortable under the mask to where I didn't need it anymore. Interesting. And have you ever considered 
Ah, you never know. I'm, I, I still bring that mask with me to every show I go to. Just in case Red Dragon needs to make an appearance. So, they can pop up anywhere, you never know. <laughs> you know, I was kind of thinking, you know, of Red Dragon versus Pizza Cat mask. <laughs> I mean, hey, it could happen one day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised how much history you guys know on me. <laughs> well, we do our research. Yeah. yeah, you do your homework. I'm impressed. <laughs> you promise for not the fence. You just do good research. <laughs> oh, I appreciate it. Uh, Scooter, you have a question. Yes. Use, you, you, uh, James, I will Burger King your face. You've, <laughs> you've, you've, uh, adopted the sleeper hold as your essential finisher. What yes, is the significance of the sleeper hold to you? Um, you know, I think it just feels good. To honestly just at the end of a long hard fought, like fight just kind of choke somebody out and not let go so that was my that was my theory behind it <laughs> <laughs> I just I just like the hold in general I like how it's supposed to be how it's like portrayed to be a real choke even though it's it could be like a legit knockout um, I just like how vicious how vicious it looks, and it's, I feel like it's different from from finishers that you've seen from women in the past. So I really enjoy it. All right. You know, it is. You know, it's not 15 flips, but it does get the job done. Absolutely. That's all I'm there to do. Get the job done. I love it. No. Um, if, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you did take a break from pro wrestling for a little while, no? I did. Um, I took a, yeah, I took a little, uh, a good break, actually. Um, it was also, I was in the middle of moving and in the middle of kind of maybe starting a new job. So it was like, it was a transition of from going and doing shows every weekend to, okay, now I work almost every weekend. How do I balance the two? And eventually, eventually you just miss it and you always, at least I found that I always fall back into it. And then whenever I go, I take a break and I come back, I always come back harder than I was there before. You know, to some that could be a very debilitating thing. Yes. Uh-huh. That being said, yeah. how has that, how has being in such a physical sport 
and having an epilepsy, you know, how has that, you know, hindered or helped your career? Um, it's hindered my career in the in the aspect that I'm not there, I'm not as um I would say mobile. So for tra- get the, to get transportation for me is a little more complicated than others since I don't drive. Mm-hmm. Um, I ha- I don't really let that stop me though. I have an amazing support team behind me, like my mom and dad. My stepdad will drive me to the ends of the earth just for me to make a show. But other than that, um, any outside shows, for me, I found to be a little difficult because heat is a big trigger for me with my epilepsy. And sometimes sometimes just getting a little overtired um, will definitely affect my epilepsy. But I've been fortunate enough that I haven't had any episodes while in the ring or at a show or anything major like that and I've never harmed anybody else because of it but it has hindered my career a little bit but I feel like in the long run it has made me 10 times stronger than I was when I was 15 and I started um it just I feel like in a sense, the best word for it, it just makes me more resilient, more, re- uh, I'm sorry, resilient than the rest. I, I have a, I have a, uh, I just want to build on that. Yeah, because that uh, battling epilepsy really does make you stand out in a business like pro wrestling. And Pro wrestling also has a very seedy underbelly in terms of some of the things that promoters ask their talent to do. Controversial question here. Has a promoter, knowing your condition, ever asked you to use it in a storyline? Um... No, um, actually, no. Not that I, at least, um, not that I remember. Um, I know that coming back from the surgery, um, the owner from CCW wanted to keep me a good guy because they think they would have sympathy for me because of the scar that I do have on my head. Um, that wouldn't count that as a storyline. Um, did it work? I think a little bit. It's The crowd to me is always 50-50. Half of them like me, half of them kind of don't know what to think about me. So I don't think anybody has written like a full, like a, a full length storyline about it. Well, um, my, my main concern is, has it, and, and the answer is you don't know, but a promoter exploiting that you know, asking you to fake a uh, a uh, epileptic seizure in the ring, and I'm I'm really really glad that has never happened, and hopefully will never happen. You know, hand to God. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know if I would be 
I would be comfortable with that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> if I were, I were, if I were asked to cut a promo about it, I absolutely would. If I was, if I was asked to fake something that occurs to me on a daily basis and should really shouldn't be, like, should really shouldn't happen unless it actually is happening. I don't know about that. You know. Right. Right. Uh, and also, I just want to say that. Solidarity for the uh, people with large scars on their head uh, club. I am in that one as well. One, I have one going right down the middle. Uh, literally, my entire skull. Uh, I've been cracked it open as a baby. That does not sound fun. <laughs> you said I don't have Alright, thank you. I mean, I think it's. I think this is the scar just adds a little character to you, if you ask me. Oh, oh, I think it adds a little character to everybody. Oh, yes. <laughs> now, could you tell us how you got involved in uh, epilepsy awareness and doing charity work and all of that? Um, that's a, uh, that's a funny one, actually, because when I was... When I first started wrestling when I was 15, I didn't want anything to do with epilepsy. I didn't want to acknowledge the color. I didn't want to acknowledge that I had it. I wouldn't even go to, to epilepsy walks to support it because I was just so depressed and I was so, I was so aggravated with the fact that I had it and the fact that I can't do certain things because of it. And then... Over time, when that serenity prayer came into my life, I was just like, I just had to accept the fact. And then a big turning point for me was after the surgery. I was I was basically like, F all of this. I'm wasting my time be feeling sorry for myself. I'm wasting my time thinking of things that I can't do when there's so much that I can do and there's so much I am doing that so many other people aren't doing. And so many people aren't doing it and they don't have certain certain setbacks that I do. So I it was a I, I feel like after the surgery that was a big obstacle for me, a big challenge that I overcame. And I feel like that that pushed me it just pushed me to keep on doing more and more and get just get epilepsy known more. And the name of the organization of people Florida, correct? Hello. Hello. I'm sorry. No way. Hello? Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? Sorry about Yeah, yeah, sorry about that. Uh, it um yeah. It's um it's an organization I started myself. I'm in the process of getting it finalized with paperwork and all of that, but I do run events as often as I could. Um I've done two uh, wrestling events in the past two years to raise money for Epilepsy Florida. And I have an event June 12th coming up, which is actually going to be a concert, which is going to be a little different than the wrestling events, but still still for a great cause in Epilepsy Florida. So I've, I've loved working with them. How can we find uh, uh, 
on everything, it will be We Will Overcome uh, FL or WWOFL. I also do have a website. It's called it's We Will Overcome FL dot com. Okay. And I will put those uh, links in the description of the video below. Thank you so much. Uh, excuse me. Yeah. Do you have anything yeah. Yes. Uh, now I am. I am a. I was a huge fan of this show, and uh, we know you are. Uh, how did the ending of How I Met Your Mother leave you feeling? Oh my god. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, I have a question. Why do you want to ask me that? <laughs> yeah, no, because I am I am a legit fan. I've watched all seven seasons. Uh, I, I believe James has two. Not, no, see, not see, seven. See, but how do you know I watched it? Again, we do all research. We do our research. <laughs> Believe me, we're, 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 the, we're anything but the typical podcast. We're, we're not just wrestling I, with, we're wrestling beyond. I, I love it. Red Dragon, freaking haircuts, now I'm not your mother. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. Um, oh, That's a weird one for me. I didn't like it. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> are you are you agreeing with me? I yes, really yeah, got it. Was like, cause the wife was so perfect. Like, wh- why is the wife like? She he had he gets the woman like the woman of his dreams who's so perfect, and she really was like everything for him, right? right and yes. then he and then at the end of it, he goes crawling back to Robin. Like, I don't understand. I. I think, a, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that I didn't, I believe they thought that they weren't going uh, after after season five that they weren't going to get renewed. Um, so they didn't they didn't have an idea. A lot um, of people a lot of people liked it though, which is which is what I kind of don't get. Well. Biggest issue was you built a show called How I Met Your Mother. She's literally the title character. We get her for one season and then you kill her off. No. Exactly. No, like, that's not how it The whole thing was based around Robin and how wrong Robin was for him. So what was the what's the point? Like. The only explanation I can see is that, like, okay, he got the woman of his dreams. He had he he had the kids that he wanted to have, and then okay, well she's gone, but I had my I, I had my family that Robin didn't want, so let me go back to Robin. Like that's I, I don't know. Like that's the only explanation I can see. Yeah, it's a theory. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I love uh, all the work that uh, Christina Milioti does, um, you know, both on a small, uh, small screen, big screen, and stage. Um, I, I really do think it's, it's a matter of, it was a matter of the writers writing themselves into a corner 
because people were people fans were in favor of of, of Ted and Robin and you know I, I remember hating the Barney Robin story on it with such a passion. Oh my uh, god. Ugh, I don't know. I mean I kinda like them together. But then I, like they got what happened, like they got married and then they got divorced like in two seconds. What? Oh, I mean they still went to you know robot you know, robot wrestling, so yeah. I just seen anything that wasn't Marshall. Marshall. Marshall was just not good. <laughs> like, their relationships broke out. It really, everybody was just good. Well, I mean. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, Lily and Marshall did, did spend a, num- uh, a season apart. That's true. At the start, I mean, uh, yeah. maybe like they had Lily and Marshall like li- living happily ever ever after, so they needed one couple that it was like a little conflict with, but then it's still kind of happily ever after, but with like a twist before it. Uh, do you have any theories on the pineapple? What? The pineapple. Oh. In the pineapple, don't you remember the pineapple that we had to put him on, on the bed of time? It would always be yeah. there. Yeah. Make an appearance. Yes. Why? Why was it there? <laughs> I don't think they ever explained oh. it, did they? I know. They, um... I, I, I don't think they did, uh, but I think I think I can summarize uh, all this in two quotes. Uh, the first is quote quote quote, and the second and the second is and sing along if you know it. Apple Orchard, Banana Cat Dance, eight six six three. It sounds about right. Yep. <laughs> now, uh, more resource. Uh, you write. You write poetry. What does writing poetry do to you on a personal um, I, it's funny, I never, I didn't get into poetry until COVID hit, and then I started writing a lot, and I started writing more, like, like journaling what I was doing that day, or maybe just, like, how I was feeling, and then from there, I started putting, like, I started putting pieces of how I was feeling together, and then... And then I actually started like tr- like actively trying to write poetry. Um, I d- I've never really I didn't really read much of poetry, which I honestly wish I did read more of it. But I do really like to pick a pick a topic 
um, whatever topic it might be, and um, and write how I feel about that specific thing or specific person. I feel it 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 relaxes me to a certain extent, and then like it keeps my brain working in a different way, like writing and putting words together to fit a certain piece. I feel like it's like a like a different art for me. Are we going to see you at the poetry prom soon, or is it just uh, more of a personal thing? You know what? I've I've looked into to some like that, like to go out and actually um, like recite poetry that I that I've done, but I have never one gotten the courage to do it and two found like found a place like local to me that does that so maybe maybe one day if i if i write something that i'm like very confident with i that's yeah i, I think maybe one day oh i i want to follow up on on that not, not just because you know I, I i did the same thing in high school but uh I have, you know, I had a little bit of an in with Lanny Poffo, Poet Laureate, uh, and, of course, uh, brother of uh, Randy Savage. Uh, so, if I, I, if you ever wanted, uh, you know, to get another, you know, uh, you know wrestler's uh, opinion, someone who actually has a, a degree in it, I'd be happy to... Uh, uh, Pass it along, but my main. Absolutely. Oh. Why not go with a finisher called the Poetry Slam? Hmm. That is kind of interesting. I think I would. Huh. That is pretty interesting. I think I would have to. I think my character would have to, like maybe actively do more poetry like i i do it every every like now and then but i found myself like veering away from it a little bit i actually there's somebody i trained with at ccw named uh i believe his real name is um noah king uh and he actually his he his gimmick is that he is a poet so I think that would be something cool for him. And I think he actually, like, does really enjoy poetry as well. So. I can actually and, come up with that. It seems like a opportunity. Yeah, right? But, you know, given your work with, you know, you know charity, I, Poetry Slam would also be a great name for a, you know, a charity event, you know, as well. Ooh, this is just cascading into ideas. I love it. Yeah, right? That would be kind of cool, I have to admit. We always, uh, there's always a portion of work, of work shopping, you know, interviews. <laughs> Can you tell us about the Anna Diaz website? Well, well, that Anna Diaz website is so oh. old. <laughs> oh, yo, yo, man, yeah. Yeah, no, that website is so old, and honestly, my dad 
I have it like under my one of my dad's accounts because he has his band website like um, along with it. And I told him to take it down so long ago because I just don't use it anymore. And yet it is still up. But I did have a fun time, like when I when I was like super serious about wrestling, which I which I am now. But I'm I'm like talking about like that time with the long hair and just a different different phase when I was really like pursuing pursuing like um, the website route and stuff like that. I did have a fun time, like, designing it and updating my events and stuff like that. So, I just, I just find I don't really, like, like need it anymore. I feel like it's just easier to manage my, my Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, just all separately. Like, I don't know. I, I found that to be, like, the more comfortable route for me. No. Oh. Uh... Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the Cat Daddies uh, are one of the few rem- re- remaining, I think, people in, in, in the world that actually still use Tripod as a website provider. Tripod? Is that what they use? Uh, I, be- I, believe, I believe I'm looking at the uh, site right yeah. now. Uh, I know, I know my dad's site because he has his own part. So I've never been on the Cat Daddy site, but I've been on my dad's site. Um, I think it's alexdiazrecords.com, mm. and that's ba- that's basically where he posts like like his events, pretty much. Um, he uses something called Dan Google, mm. which is which is actually the 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 thing that I use for the Anna Diaz Wrestling website. It's actually, but it's like mainly, it's mainly used for bands, but it is a good like website, like poster. So like for people, for people who want to work, like do like website design and stuff like that, it is, it is pretty cool, like for beginners. So I really enjoyed it when I was doing that. I, I bring up the fact that it's, it's tripod because I, you know, I grew up in the days of GeoCities, Angel Fire, Lycos and all those ancient and I'm dating myself horribly here but <laughs> I, I just I, I have a fondness for uh, ancient technology especially when I'm actually kind of ancient technology myself so. <laughs> well I'm sorry if I offend you but I have not heard of any of those things <laughs> well, no that's a good that is a very good thing no offense at all I will that, say that my I will say that my mom still uses AOL and refuses to go to Gmail. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she doesn't hate me for saying that. <laughs> All right, let's let's get on to a controversial subject. What's this name? I have never tried it. You have not, I have. I kind of feel like that's that kind of tells you your opinion. But continue. I apologize. Well, so yeah, no, like okay. So pineapple and pizza reminds me of like chicken and waffles. Me and my boyfriend were talking about this yesterday, 
they don't belong together. I am sorry, world. Like, they're two separate things. I said, look, I said what I said. I stand by it. Okay. I don't think we've had anybody anti- Chicken and waffles before. <laughs> I just don't place. understand it. Well, um, such a spirit Pokemon. Huh? What's your spirit Pokemon? What? What is your spirit Pokemon? My spirit Pokemon? I, I don't know, actually. I don't. I. I was never a Pokemon kid. Fair enough. Yeah. You have chosen Pikachu. Am I catching heat for that? <laughs> no, no way. Um, this question you're ever asked on a wrestling podcast? For five minutes. Ever consider wrestling in rap? Not Dwayne Johnson, Scooter. Not the country. An actual rock. An actual what? A rock. rock. A rock. Um, I mean, am I allowed to throw it? Sure. Sure. Oh, do I still have to pin it afterwards? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Uh, I mean, I'll win because it's like going to stay down. <laughs> like, right? Like, like, it's not going to do anything. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know. for, I, think be, I think I'm pretty confident. Well, for context, there's this wrestler named Psycho Mike that So, uh, that is crazy. But I believe you are the first person out of all we've asked that question to actually l- give the logical answer. <laughs> what were your other answers? I mean, that, that it's a freaking <laughs> rock and it can stay down. <laughs> I mean, think about it. It's, it's not going to tap. So you can't really like choke it. It's gonna stay down. So how can you pin it? But you you just pin the you just pin the body. I mean there has to be shoulders somewhere. You can get a bottle of head and shoulders like uh, Jerry Lawler did. <laughs> the head now has shoulders. And uh, we love Tracy Smothers on the show. Do you know the acronym for Doug? T-H-U-G. The acronym for that? Yes. I don't think I do. <laughs> T is for terrible. H is for hell. U is for ugly. And G is for jail. Because a thug can't spell. <laughs> and you actually got it right this time. Sure. That's a new one. I haven't heard that one before. Alright. Uh, it is now time for that segment. 
And if he has his bizarre adventure, you're a wrestler that goes up and down the road and creates crazy and bizarre things about happening. Can you tell us the road story that puts that description So the... Say it again? Could you tell us a real crazy or bizarre road story? Hmm. I don't know if I have one. Um, yeah, I honestly don't know. I don't, I don't think I have a bizarre love story that I've experienced yet that like sticks out to me. Well, I think given what we've already covered, probably would have fit in the. Uh, it's somewhere under this question, James, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to show a bet after this podcast. I'm going to think of something, and I'm going to be so mad at myself. I'm going to be like, <laughs> I need to message yeah. them right now because I, I, I figured out the answer. <laughs> yeah, 90, 95% chance of that happening. Yes. No, honestly, honestly, most of my road trips have been very, have been very chill, either with either with family or or with friends and I know once like me and my um my friend that I train with Ruthie J stayed we we drove uh, we drove up we did a show at TCW uh with uh with Gahegas' company and then we stayed at this hotel that was a little shady i would say and like i don't know it wasn't the like like i've stayed in not the greatest like hotels every now and then but like i've never had like a like a really weird like experience so i think i'm gonna keep it like that for now you didn't have to pay by the hour for that hotel did you no no i did not I'm sorry? Where do you see yourself in five years? Ooh, five years. Um hopefully hopefully I wanna I want to see myself um doing more shows every like like booked a hundred percent each weekend and Definitely get. I want to get more shows out of state. Um, for a fact, if I can get, if I can do that and get to a a level of just doing more shows consistently in five years, I will. I would be more than happy. Okay. And uh, what is a match people should go out of their way to see the best shows are all about? I've had. A few really good battles with uh, Kylan King. Her and I go. Her and I go really far back. We wrestled like from six years ago to like a month ago. We've had a lot of matches, and every time we, every time we work together, it's it's one hell of a fight. So. And uh, what book one of your matches? 
for anybody that wants to go see uh, what fantasy act is all about, if you haven't already. Oh, and since we are nearing the conclusion of this interview, we are wrestling with the eight questions of this is our speed round, our bonus round, the round that we see for you. Are you ready, I believe so. Excluding yourself, greatest wrestler of all time. I can't, oh, I'm on the spot, oh my god. Um, Chris Benoit. Worst wrestler. Worst? Yes. Um. Ugh. <laughs> I can't. I can't think of one. Um. Uh, you have a default answer. If do we? You do. Well, we do, but <laughs> worst. I can't even think of like a worst wrestler. You're gonna have to help me out. You uh, you have chosen. Eva Marie. Yes. <laughs> I will not disagree. <laughs> your main event in WrestleMania for the World Championship, who is your opponent? Nikki James. If you could come out to anyone's entrance music, past your present, I would agree. Uh, oh, that's a good question. Um, oh my god. Uh, part of me wants to say the brood entrance. <laughs> I mean, that's a solid choice. Yes. Uh, right? Can I get the, the fire too? Yep. And I just think I, you know, up here in New York City, I went to a uh, the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater, and they do improv battles st- in the style of you know, pro wrestling matches. And one team actually came out to the Brood entrance uh, music. So I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's awesome. it really is. Uh, finish the sentence. Is. Dead. Squash. Well, we all hold on. Step back, kids. There's another answer for kayfabe. Is we all sort of accepted is quite good on toast. Yes. I'm gonna get that line in every every time. Squash. Fruit or vegetable? Um. I think it's a vegetable, right? It is a fruit. Really? Yes. It's seeds, fruit. I mean, I don't really like it either way, but... You are now in two places before you drop. A part of Squash Squad, and that means a hell of a lot more. Oh! Uh... Need to stand less for 
this region gets smaller every year we deal with the war. My question, what is the appropriate consequence to this year to the year? Uh, I don't, I don't know how to answer that. Um, I, I'll just say I prefer everyone's cheeks to be covered. Full coverage. Full, so full coverage. So don't half ass it. Exactly. And <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the last question, the thing everybody wants to know. Have you ever had a conversation with a stranger in a supermarket about Darby Allen? I have not. And that is um, no, I haven't. <laughs> and that is the correct answer. <laughs> so we'll conclude this interview. Thank you so much, Anna, for coming on and doing this with us. No, thank you. It was so much fun. <laughs> and once again, can you tell us where to connect us on social media? All social media is MS Anna Diaz. And could you tell us once again about your upcoming uh, charity event for um, WWL? WWOFL. Uh, the website is wewillovercomefl.com. And we will be doing a fundraiser at the Miami Brewing Company, June 12th. And that's in five days. If you're in Florida, you should definitely go. Epilepsy and support Anna Diaz. I mean, you can listen to her for now. Give her a damn call. If you like what we're doing, please like this and uh, tomorrow as we can see you Joey Pedro and uh, on the 15th of uh, Mike Gamble Mike Gamble and Matthew Sima um, if you uh, you can follow all things Wrestling with Entertainment at Wrestling with E or on Twitter and Instagram for more information on all uh, Interviews, upcoming interviews, links, etc. Central. You can follow me at Facebook. You can follow Felico at I am Felico. And what can you find, Scooter? Find me on Twitter at Scooter Dust. Find me and James hosting the remix on YouTube. A personal audio companion experience cast alternate commentary for pay per view premium live events. I'm sorry. Next time we come to you, I believe, is Money in the Bank. Uh, and, of course, all, revel in all my Twitch antics with Rico Constantino Jr. and the rest of the Smoking Dragons clan, Twitch.tv, backslash Smoking Dragons, and brand new, you can find me at Apple Orchard, Banana Cat Dance 8663. Now, uh, Anna, when I say wrestling wit, you say entertainment. Alright? Got it. For all great special guests, Anna Diaz, Felipe Yacht, Scooter Dust, I'm James J, and this has been Wrestling Wit. 
entertainment. Hey guys, this is Brutal Bob Evans from Hangs with Bob Seminars and TheWrestleLife.com, and you are listening to Wrestling with Entertainment, one of my favorite podcasts in the whole wide world. Hey folks, this is the Colossal Mike Law, and you are listening to Wrestling with Entertainment. Enjoy the show, support these guys. We appreciate it very much. We'll see you at ringside.